dear. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start the podcast by making a statement. I make, you're making a statement? Yeah. Is this like a Lawrence Fox statement? <laughs> no. Um, this one is, you know, it's... It, um, look, today, my link today is the best link that has possibly... No, yeah, I'm saying it's the best link from any of our guests, me or you, that's ever been on this podcast Right. Well, I look forward to um, finding out that you're wrong. Well, you, you have said that you you've said this before and then been so disappointed. No. Immediately. No, this is the best link that's ever been on this podcast. You will need a pen and paper though. Maybe just to jot some rough things down to give you a better chance of getting it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. It's okay. multifaceted as well. There's one obvious bit and there's a Less obvious bit, but they both work in conjunction with each other. Okay. My friend, you are in for such a treat today. I envy you. My leg's crap. Oh, fuck, fuck's sake. So I'm going to give you sort of a lot of mental stimulation and physical, if you're lucky, and you're just going to give me shit, are you? Yeah, I think so. Um, Generally the way. I I think I was wanting to make a good link. And then I sort of was busy. I mean, that's always the aim, isn't it? The aim is to have a good link, but... Yeah, no, I haven't got a good link. That's... No, I think... No. Right. My link is... I don't think my link is bad. The things that I've picked work in the link very well. But you my just... knowledge of those things is limited. Okay. Well, I, I hope I can help you out with that some somewhere. I mean, I probably won't be able to because... I often get stuff wrong on here, and it's very embarrassing. But we edit that all out, so it's fine. So, uh, you know, you got me here as a bit of a lifeline. Um, do you have any, any news from the week, Jay, apart from your um, palaver with your assessment this morning? Yeah, we won't talk about that. No, we won't talk about that. Any yeah. other news? Any other news? Um... Actually, Jay, before you give me your other news, I would just make you feel better by saying you had a palaver at 9 o'clock this morning with an assessment. I had a palaver at 9 o'clock this morning um, with a seminar, so I... I I did the worst thing possible, maybe. I, I, I logged into the seminar, then I logged out again five minutes later because I got bored. How many people were in there? There were about 15 people in there. I don't know if it would look bad on my part or not. It might just look like I lost connection, which is what I'm hoping is sort of the assumption that's made. But, um, gosh, it's just this one particular module, and the lectures are so awful. Seminars are so awful. So, so I'm, I'm not going to do them anymore. I gave it a chance, you know, I gave it five minutes going, all right, let's see, has the seminar leader, you know, sort of changed his ways, has he made anything a little bit more exciting, but no, no, so, you know, I'm not going to sit there like an idiot. He's he's putting up a fight. I am, I'm making a stand, so look, we've the both had... got spunk. <laughs> yes, yes, he does, all over his sheets. No! Oh. You didn't have to say that. No, we, you're right, I could have left it. But you brought the tone down now. I have, haven't I? I we, have. we were doing so well. I'll yeah. tell you what, I'm really... <laughs> now that you've brought the tone down, this next sentence is gonna, might sound a bit off. I'm really bad at cramming. Cramming? As in, like, before a test. Oh, right. Yeah, like cramming revision. 
Because oh. I was doing it this morning, because I got up at six to actually like do like two or three hours of revision. That's impressive. Before my test. I came up with a plan, which is basically, it was, it's, it was an open book test because we, we had to do it online. And so to say it's a closed book test would be impossible to enforce. Yeah. My plan was instead to open up all the previous class tests and then spot the similarities between the, <laughs> the questions on, on the test and uh, the ones on the previous ones and basically just copy and paste the method and replace a few numbers see that this oh, i it sounds like procrastination to me it's it sounds like the the most constructive form of procrastination i've ever heard i was i was sort of sat around about half past eight this morning about half an hour to go and i just went if this goes wrong I'm an idiot, but if this goes right, I'm a genius. Yeah, because obviously, if it went wrong, which it sort of did, um, it sort of did, yeah. You, you only knew the answer to probably one question. No, the, there was two or three um, questions. There were three questions. So t questions two and three, I could actually do. Yeah. Question two took me a little while to get my head round uh, and find answers for, and find a way find a way of getting to the answers. Mm. Um. Question three was actually easy, but it's only seven marks, which is a shame. Now, question one, yeah, really fucked me up because it was it was phrased in a way that I never expected that sort of question to be phrased. Mm. <laughs> and I just looked at it. It took me a really long time to get my head around it. Um, and if I'd a, if I'd a had like an extra half an hour, twenty minutes, I e easily could have done it. Mm. But no, that that's not what happened. Is this the last one that we're going to do? It, it is one of... Shall we... We could end it on a high for me, but a low for you, but that's I mean, that's, I would say we could, like... This would be episode 26 now. Yeah, that's, that's a nice number to leave it on, There's 52 it? weeks in a year. We've literally done this for a full six months. Is that bang on half a year? Yeah, bang on half a year. That's why I wanted to end it on 26. Oh, brilliant. Well, yes, this will be the last podcast. I'm so happy that, it's, that it yeah. is the best one. Well, we, we might come back to it. Yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll go on a break and do yeah, some so, other things. Yeah, we've got we've got sort of a a sort of rough guide, or or Jay's yeah. got a rough idea for another podcast. Uh, some other ideas that we might play with before coming back to this. Yeah. So stay we'll, tuned we'll for play around with a, with a few other things, and that'll be that'll be fun. Um. Yeah. So yes. Do you drink milk, Jay? Do I drink milk? Yes, yeah. I do. Because my um, friend Tom Carey, who is staying with me at the moment, um, is the only person at the moment in our flat who drinks milk. All, all of us drink sort of oat milk or, or almond milk or these sort of vegan substitutes. And do you okay. know why? Why? Um, because milk is apparently um, cow pus. A lot, quite a lot of cow pus goes into it and, and sort of the bile and a bit, bit, bit of cum as well. Really? But then again, um, they also found cum in a McDonald's McChicken burger, but I still eat them, so there we go. Okay. I don't really know how to respond to that. No, there's no there's no response. I'm just sort of letting you know that just maybe it out there. you shouldn't... I mean, yeah, I just... I want I want you to be aware of the facts before you start um, drinking pus, basically. Yeah. Okay. Because That's we're true. friends, and we talk about... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll look out for you. <clears throat> 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's lovely. Thank you, Seth. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for the pussy milk, and yeah. I'll, I'll make a note to avoid it. I'd like you think. I'd like to think that if ever I put anything unsavory or sort of disgusting in my mouth, you would also let me know to to avoid any future recurrences. Yeah, unless unless you wanted the unsavory thing in your mouth, which in I... which case, you know, go ahead. Should we get well, on with that's... the podcast? We could do. Do you have any news? Um, not except my good friend Tom Carey. He's been staying this weekend. He's just on the bed at the moment. Yeah. You have a little smile, um, but he's a bit tired this morning from our session last night, eh, Tom? Oof. Kept me up all night, literally. <laughs> no, not literally, just kidding. Um, he slept on the... No, I slept on the floor, actually, didn't I? Because I didn't want to wake him up, um, but I woke up anyway. But that's not really news, so no, I don't have any proper news. Because it was reading week and nothing really happened. Lockdown number two. Yeah, should we talk about... Lockdown number two, or should we sort of treat it as something we, that we don't we want to could, talk about? Uh, we could mention it now. So how do you feel about it, Jay? I'm not looking forward to it. No, because you had a pretty crap time on the first round, didn't you? Uh, I don't know if, if if it was any worse than everybody else. No. But, yeah, not fun. I mean, I'm not actually going out that much at the moment anyway, so I don't I think it's going to change my uni experience too much because it's all online anyway. Well, yeah, I've been um, going out to fencing a lot, mm. like like four times a week, basically. So will that have to stop? And, and, then, and then like the pub, twice twice or two or three times a week, which is all just nope, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> but cool. You save yourself some money there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh. You know, it, it is what it is, isn't it? It certainly is. Have, have you had any um sort of big fines um fines. levied around you from the students? Yeah. So, for example, on Halloween, obviously, we had lots of gatherings, and one of them was broken up in one of the accommodation blocks, and everyone who went was charged. Do you know how much they were charged with? Uh, I Each. heard about. I heard of it. it there was it in like the University of Birmingham. There were like three people each, like charged, fined with like ten grand or something. That was the price, yes. Really, really, so they get done for ten grand. Thousand pounds. Man, oh man. It seems almost wrong. Do, yeah, whoa. just a it bit. It seems a bit steep. It for students who are paying that a year anyway. Now there's <sighs> there's, a, there's a healthy um, argument. Oh. That we shouldn't be paying for fees this year. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Um, but then, ugh, I mean, I guess it's unrealistic, really, isn't it? But yeah, there we go. You could you could get like a flat, uh, like a reduction. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, pay pay half or a third, because technically they are still providing an education, but then sort of not. It's not, it's not as high a quality as it would be. No. It's I don't know. I'm not sure either. But yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those questions you just go. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can be bothered to get into this. I think I think that's probably what what Boris is doing at the moment as well. Yeah, S- a similar attitude. That's the American election this week. Yeah, and I mean, Trump is going to win, isn't he? I don't know. I would be. Sp- 
surprised, but I was surprised last time. I've stopped being surprised anymore. Yeah. Definitely caring less and less about things with every passing day. Yeah. It, it, it's just this feeling of, of sort of general helplessness that, you know, we can't actually do anything impactful to change anything important. Yeah. It's like the world is enforcing apathy onto us. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it's doing. Political and sort of just, just general. Gen- it's general apathy. It is. It, because, you know, lo- lockdown, you just like, you have to stay in your house. It's like, nope. Yeah. You don't get to care about things anymore. Yeah. It's too much effort. Very strange. I wonder. I wonder what sort of effect that will have in the future. Sort of a generation of people like me and you. I mean, me and you are already pretty detached. But I mean, this isn't going to help, is it? We were. We were. This has basically pushed us past the brink, isn't it? Like. I think this has. Like for us now. Yeah. It might be interesting to listen to the first podcast we did at the start and this podcast now and see if maybe we sound any less well. We. I think we'll sound less enthusiastic now and sort of more tired. Yeah. I think... <laughs> yeah, it's like... If you just listen to all the podcasts, it will just be a journey. Like, the first one was in April. Yeah. So that was about a month into lockdown. I think it was still quite funny at that point. Yeah, sort of, ha 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 ha, <laughs> you can't go outside, this isn't this fun and silly and annoying. <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. And now, six months later, I want to kill a person, <laughs> but I can't leave the house to do it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What happened to us? What happened to everything? Do you think we would have ended up like this anyway? It's just sped up the process. Definitely. We've just hit old age a bit sooner maybe not even old age it's probably what what most people experience in their sort of mid-30s early mid-30s maybe yeah i think we're like mid-30s can't even be bothered to finish my own sentences anymore no i know and that that is becoming an increasing uh, problem with this uh podcast because it it means i have to edit it bits of it so that you sound like you have see do you like what i did there i didn't finish my sentence that's what i have to put up with yeah no i i do that a lot in fairness yeah yeah <sighs> right shall we inject some real enthusiasm into the podcast by me starting off with my wait hang on film choice before obviously after it explain explaining the, the podcast before that we, yes. however hello anyone listening <laughs> welcome to connecting vague dots with me, Jay Pedals, and Seth Cox. Hello, good morning, anyone listening, or afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening. Hello. We're, we're now 18 minutes into recording before <sighs> we did the proper intro intro. That was a rant, wasn't it? It's, well, wasn't that's it? really impressive. That's definitely the longest we've ever done. Yeah. Um, like the preamble. There's, there's, I like how there's now preamble intro, amble. Yeah. And then introduction, and, and then concept, and then podcast. Yeah, and then amble at the end as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the amble at the end is usually just one of us lowering the tone as far as we can take it. Yeah, it's because it's we've, we've sort of got bored of being sort of above the bar. And, it's and, like an and... hour of talking and not making about 17 different <laughs> penis jumps. Yeah, so we cram them all in, cram all the penises in at the end. 
That's what, that's what stop, we do. Stop. I did stop. I know when to stop now. I've learned that. <laughs> that's good. Uh, do you want to introduce the concept? Yeah, yeah, I will. So, for those of you who haven't listened before and you're coming on this last episode, that's a strange thing to do. You should probably go back and revisit some. But anyway, the premise of our podcast is that we pick a film, a piece of music, and a book, all with an underlying theme or link. And the other person in the call, usually just me or Jay, sometimes with a guest, has to guess what that link is. We've got a point system involved, which basically means the sooner you get the link, the more points you get. And me and Jay also did a thing where we if we uh, visit any of the other ones suggestions from the previous week we get a point and this is a point in the podcast where me and jay both go what 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 what, what happened last week yeah and then we spent about 10 minutes trying to remember um you have we had, Ball. did we have willborn on last week or was that the week before uh no we had willborn on yeah yeah because um he talked about um joker which i haven't rewatched. No, I haven't. He also talked about Hallelujah, the good version. Uh, Jeff Buckley. Yeah. I meant yeah. to listen to Jeff, Bu- Jeff Buckley. I meant so to go I. away with it, but, but I didn't. I didn't, no. Um, and his book was Goodbye, Mr. Tom. Good night, Mr. Tom, or Goodbye, Mr. Tom? I don't know. I haven't read it. Just one of those two. Oh, well, like I said this on the last podcast. I always get a couple mixed up. So it's, it probably is Goodbye, Mr. Tom. But yeah, I didn't read that. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't either. Um, my picks were Moneyball. Yeah. And then To Build a Home. Yes. And then um, How to Build a Girl by Catla Moran. Yeah, very good. Because I decided to focus on the word build, because I'm an idiot. It was a, it was, it was a good link. It was meh. It was, was alright. Um, Moneyball was a stretch. Yeah, Moneyball was a stretch, I'll give you that. But that... I've taken note of that recommendation and I do mean to watch it because sort of last week I learned who Aaron Sorkin is and that he does actually do a lot of my favourite films. Yeah. So I will be He's watching a very that. good writer. Yeah. Um, you know, what were your picks again? I've got absolutely no idea. Um, Have you no. completely forgotten? Yeah, if you give me one of them I'll probably get get the rest. Um yeah, but the the problem with that is is I have to remember what your picks were as well. There was a sequel in there somewhere. But there usually is with me. I can't remember. Yeah, because you usually just like pick things you, things of a sequence, and then you just pick the one that you like the most of them. Yeah. Um, but I still can't remember. You can probably hear that. Yeah, you could probably hear that bike going by. Um. So, what were your picks again? I don't know. I'm I trying, I'm, don't know. At this point, I'm trying to like keep talking because I mean, my brain is gone like radio mode yeah so i'm trying to not leave gaps but all i'm currently doing now is just pondering over what it was that you picked last week feel free to interrupt at any point i remember i remember oh go on my link was um jargon oh Oh, yes you so you picked train spotting uh in between us two yeah and oh you picked an artist from iceland was it yeah see your ross yeah yeah that was it So, my yeah. So I did watch the In Between Us two again. You can't revisit your own <laughs> things. That's not how it works. Okay. Well, then no, I, I didn't. I didn't watch any of your suggestions. I, of course. I no, I didn't look at any of yours. Well, there we go. That's yeah, five minutes that wasted. Was, it was actually five minutes. Yeah. Shall I start 
the ball rolling with the best link this podcast has ever, has ever thrown up. You are... You s- I feel like you're unreasonably chuffed with this already. No, I'm, it's not unreasonable. It's certainly not. Okay, well, go ahead then, Seth. Kick us off with your film. So my film choice is... Um, a film that usually gets brushed under the carpet a lot by um, the production company that did it, by sort of the general public who failed to watch it and, and everyone. It is the 2002 Disney film Treasure Planet. Oh, Treasure Planet, my God. Have you seen it? Yeah, that's a whole lot of nostalgia there, right there. What did you think of it? I'm, I'm, I'm very nostalgic towards it like you are, but probably because... 2002, we would have watched that when we were children, wouldn't we? Yeah, I remember watching it when I was four. We have it. We had it. We had it on like a VHS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So did we. Did, did have you ever revisited it at, at, at a later point? I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen it in at least a decade. Blimey. Well, I, it's definitely worth rewatch it was very very ambitious from disney okay so treasure planet for those of you who aren't familiar with it which we uh, uh, most of you it's a it's taken from uh, the source material of treasure island by robert louis stevenson and it takes that and it puts a steampunk twist on it so you've got sort of this yeah. mix of technology and basically uh, space pirates is is what you're left with and it is really really weird you've got all these interesting gadgets and gizmo and then you've got sort of within that you've got sort of jim hawkins who and this is your sort of emo punk rock kid with his sort of ear pierced and then all of that stuff and there's sort of wormholes and black holes and sort of this was at the time where all the star wars prequels were being released so you've got all this weird sort of references to that culture that's happening at the time and it's it's such a strange film. Um, it's directed by John... No, sorry, it's directed by Ron Clements and John Musco. I didn't really realise did a lot of Disney films. They did um, Hercules, Great Mouth Detective, Aladdin, all of those sort of... What I like to call the awkward phase of Disney. Mm. So you've got it sort of... It's an odd few years. Yeah, you've got the Renaissance era. These ones where you've got Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, all the big hits. And then from... The early 2000s to 2008, you've got, I've got a list here, Chicken Little, Atlantis, um, Brother Bear, Fantasia. Chicken Little's good. Chicken Little isn't good. <laughs> that no. Tom piping up from the background. Oh, that? That's Tom, yeah. He's just lying behind me. But yes, yeah, so you've got this really, he's got this, what Disney called the post-Renaissance experimental era, which is where they're just trying, they're just trying all this sort of new stuff and nothing really sticks. And um, Treasure Planet, unfortunately, was the one of the last hand-drawn animations from from Disney because oh, it? of its absolute failure. Yeah, I see. I seem to remember Treasure Planet actually being quite good. I I th- I genuinely think it's ve- it's very underrated. I really like it. Yeah, I. It's, it's definitely I overly defin- ambitious. I definitely need to go and watch it again. You really do. I do. I actually want to go and watch it now because I can't remember anything about it, and I can't remember it. Every time I think of it, which happens every now and again, because it was quite like a weirdly just thing that was just around yeah. when I was a kid. You think of it every now and again, and it would make you feel a certain way. You could not pinpoint how what that feeling was. Yeah, 
but you knew that that feeling was associated with that thing. You just go, don't know why I feel like this. This is very do, interesting. Do you know why I think you feel like it? Go on. Because it's so unique. Yeah. The only thing that it vaguely links to in my head now is... No, there's two things that it vaguely links to, and neither of them are really true. The, the things that it links to are Muppets Treasure Island. <laughs> yeah. Probably because I was watching it at around the same time, maybe also Pirates. And the yeah. other thing that it links to in my head is, is Stardust. How strange. Because um, flying pirate ship in it. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I see that link now. But yeah, other, other than that, I I don't know what to think of it. It's so weird. Because of the time it, it was released, you've got these really beautiful hand-drawn pieces, but you've also got the CG elements coming into it. You know that you've got yeah. the same thing with Hercules and Aladdin, where it looks a little bit... It looks a bit off. Yeah, it looks a bit weird, but it's quite a sort of... It still looks visually very striking because of this sort of ju- juxtaposed... juxtaposed um, Hand drawn and computer animated, but yeah, so it's um, it's yeah. oh, fun little bit of trivia actually about Treasure Planet. Um, it was the first time that Disney perfected the 360 degree background. Oh, really? And drawn, you know, you've got that the ballroom scene in, in Beauty and the Beast, which looks 360 degrees, but it's just clever drawing and movement. You've actually got the 360 yeah. degrees background in this, so that's lovely. Oh, that's so cool. It It's there, it's some drawings are absolutely some imagery in it is, is wonderful and you've got a brilliant soundtrack as well um by john rosensky of the goo goo dolls who sort of okay just this sort of punky very fitting um uh, background score and and original song to it you should watch you will watch this and you will hopefully like it yeah okay i'll let you know how i get on with it i need yeah. to find a copy of it first is Disney it on plus Oh, it's, on, it's on Disney Plus. Is it? Oh, yeah. I had Disney Plus for a while. Um, essentially just to watch um, Hamilton. Yeah. And then I also watched... What What did I also watch whilst I was there? Oh yeah, Moana and 10 Things I Hate About You. Moana, yeah. Is and 10 Things I... I Hate About You Disney? Fuck. Um, I don't know if it's a Disney film, but it's on there. Blimey. So... Well, yeah. Oh yeah, same director as Moana as well. Um. Oh really? These guys, yeah. So they're they're oh, cool. they're still going and, and doing well, but yeah. All yeah. right, I almost certainly will go back to Treasure Island, Treasure Planet. Good. Because I need to remember if it's good or not. The poster for me for my brain is just stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> so striking. Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch it. I didn't rewatch it in preparation for this because I. Uh, I have seen it quite a few times, but I think I will. I'll show the flat it because I haven't seen it either. Yeah. That'd be nice. No, I think I might just get Disney Plus for a little bit again, just just to watch it. Yeah, right. Okay. I have no idea what your link is. No, there's quite a lot I talked about there because it's it's such a strange film. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just going to straight up pass. That's fine. Okay, no, over to you, no Jay. Way. Okay, my film is uh, Rebel Without a Cause. 1955, I want to say, or maybe 1956. I think it was released just after um, James Dean died. Rebel Without a Cause. I've heard of that. It's an old um, 1955, uh, like basically coming of age story, sort of. Um, James Dean is very, very rebellious. It's more, 
the film strikes me. I haven't. I was talking earlier about my knowledge of my length this week is poor, and the reason is because, well, in the case of Rebel Without a Cause, I haven't seen it. Okay. And I meant to go and watch it this week, um, but I know stuff about it. Um, it's sort of vaguely. I think he's like last year of high school. I think um, sort of coming of age, motorbike, motorbikes, um, fights with his dad. I think um, drugs, violence, the sort of early like pre-punk, you know, biker jacket. Um, yeah, he's like the epitome of cool. Mm. Um, yeah, and he died in a motorbike accident either i think it was before the film came out so it was released posthumously or at least and if he didn't he was uh the first person to be nominated for an oscar posthumously really yeah for his role in the film basically studios (laughs) i think at the time studios had sort of gone oh james dean everybody loves him let's just get him in loads and loads of stuff so they got him in Rebel Without Cause, that made it big, and then he was gone. And they were key, they were keying him up for loads of other roles in loads of films, you know, the old Hollywood way. Yeah. And just nope. He dead. Yeah. He's still very much a, a sort of style fashion icon today, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he totally is. You get lots of references to him in pop culture, sort of oh the James Dean look. I like I don't I don't know what he looks like, but I built a picture in my head of what I think he probably looks like. And I I bet he's pretty bang on. He's he's um, referenced in the Billy Joel song. We didn't start the fire as well. I've just been going through in my head because it was yes. in the it was in the mid fifties, so it was around the same time of like England's got a new queen, <laughs> um something something James Dean. Yeah. England's got a new queen. Yeah, James Dean. He's also mentioned in the Nickelback song "Rockstar," isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of yeah. Like he's become. He, he just is an icon somehow. Yeah, but I don't think I've seen any films with him in. But there aren't many. No, I suppose that, no. What age was he when he died? Was he sort of what forties, fifties? No, he was he was proper young. He was like I think mid twenties. Oh, don't no. think he's. I don't think he's twenty seven club, but. I think no, I don't. Pretty think damn close. Oh no. Yeah. Right. So oh. there you go. What do you? <laughs> That's all I've sort of got to say about it because I haven't seen it, which is bad. But uh, I should have seen it. But I. That's all I really can say about it. I mean, the the only things that I can draw from are either things released posthumously or something about being nominated for something when you when you're dead. Um, are the only things that I can really do for, or maybe something where sort of the name outlives the person and, and sort of, I don't know. We'll go with um, Oscar first, first times. No, no, sorry, changing that. That won't work for books. We are going with things released posthumously. Things released posthumously. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. That's it. Yeah. No, that's it. Oh, lovely. Yeah, you get three points. Great. Well, then I can have fun. Trying to guess your other. I think I'll probably know what your what your play is, maybe. Oh yeah. Is it a play? No. Oh well then, I'll give that some more thought. I, I was gonna I was gonna try and pick some. I was gonna pick Shakespeare, but 
but then I, I started looking it up and found there's not really a proper way of categorizing it because they fact because a, a few of his old colleagues and actors basically collected up all of his papers oh. at the end and made the first folio uh, but you can't really date all of the stuff yeah so because they were never like properly released i wanted to pick shakespeare but i couldn't narrow it down enough so i picked something else okay and you haven't picked boy jack which is what i thought you'd pick i think we've talked about Oh, before. You, we, I think we have. I think you picked it once. Yeah, I think I did. I'm just trying to remember what it is that I picked now. I, I will remember the ti- the exact title of the thing. I know vaguely the the title of the title. But right, your music then, please. Yeah, my music is um, a 1991 track release by the Goo Goo Dolls. It is called "I'm Awake Now." It's just a single. Um, it was released properly on one of their albums in 2008, a compilation album. Um, but yeah, the, this song was in itself released for the film Freddy's Dead, um, which was one of the Friday the 13th films that just got out of hand and was really shit, directed by Rachel Tulele, who, funnily enough, went on to direct Piccapaldi's finales in um, Doctor Who for the series. And, and they look really good. She's, she's a good director, uh, visually, but obviously not... Um, Contently, but yeah, so um, Goo Goo Dolls sort of formed in the sort of late 80s and sort of a bit like Treasure Planet, we're in a sort of awkward phase between um, the sort you've got the 80s pop and then just before Britpop as well, they sort of sort of just sat in the middle there, yeah, they've never like really found their feet sort of 1992 sort of period, yeah, precisely. where you just go, Oh, I don't really know where I stand. Yeah, and no one's really, nothing's really stuck to the wall yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they they had a bit of a break later in the sort of early two thousands with Iris, which is their best known song, uh, which was used in City of Angels with Nicolas Cage, which is an okay film. So a lot of their big hits um, are only big hits because they were in films, and that's probably the only reason people know them. But as a band, I mean, they're okay. The song's nothing special, but it worked with the link. So there we go. Okay. What was the? Uh, what was it again? Just say it again. It was called I'm Awake Now, uh, released in 1991. I'm Awake Now. Okay. Goo Goo Dolls. <clears throat> I remember, uh, well, you were talking about uh, Goo Goo Dolls in relation to Treasure Planet earlier, weren't you? Yeah, so the front man, um, what's his name? I've got it down here. John Rzeznik or something like that, um, did, you know, like, like I said, Goo Goo Dolls did a lot of songs for movies, and one of the songs they did was for Treasure Planet. And it's a lovely song. Uh, that song is called. I'm still here, or something like that, and it's it's a really good song. It works really well with with Treasure Planet. But okay. yeah, they only they only became big, I guess, through their movie music, movie original songs. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was the same guy. Cool. Well, I reckon that your link is like weirdly faceted, in that there everyone's in a, in a sort of a weird stasis period and also there's a, some weird link to the Google Dolls in some way, shape or form. Siren. You are unfortunately incorrect with your okay. with your guess. Am I, am I anywhere near? Um, You are. I, I see why you guessed the awkward, awkward stages because they are all quite 
weird weird stages and in, in their own forms. But um, no, and you're you're on the right line, thinking Goo Goo Dolls, but you've you've picked up on the wrong link there. The wrong link. Yeah. So there's a yeah. You'll you'll see what I mean. You, you've you've picked up in the same way that last week I picked up on the wrong word in one of your songs. You've just picked up on the wrong sort of. You've right. put it in the wrong thing. That's all. Okay. Over to you. My music. Do you want to try and guess it? It was released posthumously. Was it David Bowie, Black Star, or one of the Michael Jackson dug up hits? Or mm. they're good suggestions. Um, and if I thought of it. I, could, I probably would have picked Blackstar because <laughs> I really love David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've been getting very, very much into hip-hop recently. Yeah. Um, and I've sort of been going back um, through hip-hop history Okay. a little bit. So I've been listening to uh, Wu-Tang um, at Into the 36 Chamber, uh, which is their first album that exploded them, out, them onto the scene. Not a posthumous thing. That's just an example. Yeah. Um, the the album that I have picked is Life After Death by Notorious B.I.G. Notorious B.I.G. Mike, yes, I've heard the name, but my hip hop is pretty um pretty poor knowledge wise. Yeah, I so Notorious B.I.G. Um, also known as like Biggie Smalls, um Biggie. Anyway, um, you've got a what? Very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Very funny. Um, yeah, so this album was released two months after he was shot. Sure. So he was a similar um, circumstance to Tupac in that they both came up from New York, came up on the streets, came up dealing crack, mm. essentially, and then just made their way onto the hip-hop scene, I think. I think that is fair to say. Um, what's really cool uh, on Life After Death, there is a song called "The Ten Crack Commandments." Like Hamilton, the Ten Jewel Commandments is inspired from that. Oh wow! It's, it's the same hook. The, it's like it's the Ten Jewel Commandments. Mm-hmm. That sort of um, melodic hook is comes from the Ten Crack Commandments. Oh, that's cool. BIG, which is really cool. And Life After Death is also the album with Hypnotize on it, which is probably I his biggest. Which is probably his biggest song. Um, I'll give it a listen. Okay. And it's it's a really good album because it was basically they were recording. They would have been recording it in 1997. Um, it was about six months after Tupac is is killed. Hmm recording it and then Biggie is killed shortly after they like they finished recording I think and then he's you know shot in a shot in a drive by and basically I think a lot of um, people that he was working with like helped produce and finish the album and so there's there's quite a lot of references to Biggie's fate as well um, in the album because it was Obviously, created posthumously. That's yeah, what's called life after death. I was going to ask that actually. Was that a coincidence, or was that something that the producers and the label I th- did? I think that 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 was um, done on purpose. His first album was called Ready to Die, uh, which was in nineteen ninety four. 
and then 1997, uh, his next one comes out. That is really, really weird. There's almost a sort of a sort yeah. denouement. Is that the right word for it to that? It's I don't know. Very odd. The, the second track is called Somebody's Gotta Die, and I think like the the playing out of that song is almost like a... It's like a, there's a drive-by shooting. Like, as it fades out, it's, it's, that, it's those sounds. It's yeah. just someone yelling a big no don't don't die that's that sort of thing yeah it's it's a really powerful album it's really good as well like his he is no definitely known as one of the greatest of all time mm. like his flow because that's what it in rap every everyone has their own flow his is just incredible it's so smooth Emin like i'm not a massive fan of Eminem because his is more like fast and attacking. It's very detached. It's yeah, d- it's, d- it's quite staccato. Syllabic, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not, I don't know, I, I'm not that big a fan of it. Um, but Notorious B.I.G. just flows very nicely off. It's like, it's really good, it's really clever. Mm. Uh, the, his rhyme scheme is really interesting as well. I recommend it a lot. It's really good. Okay, I've heard some um, conspiracy sort of theories about um, Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac and their and their shootings. I don't know if you can shed any light on them. I just remember having heard them in conversation and not really paid attention. But what are those about? Do you know? Um, I haven't looked into it all that much. I haven't looked into Tupac all that much, to be honest. I probably no. should. Um, he. I think there's a lot of stuff about um, he was targeted by federal agents and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, like Tupac isn't dead, he's just upped and moved to Cuba and no one's heard him for 20 years. Or yeah. I don't know, I haven't really, I don't really pay attention to it because it's sort of a long time ago and yeah. it seems a little it seems, I don't know Some, something about it feels, it I was almost going to say it seems pointless, but there is a point to it yeah. because it because it does speak to you know, Black American experience, yeah. and that and the fates of Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac are a massive part of that. I think the conversation is interesting, but I think it's being had in a weird way. Yeah, or maybe I just haven't been paying enough attention to it. I, I still can't quite decide whether the sort of the referen- the references to his thing within the album are in bad taste or not. I don't know. It's... It doesn't feel like it's in bad taste. It feels quite shocking. Maybe li- listening it listening to it is is different from having someone explain to you what it's like. Maybe maybe yeah. if I hear it, it won't seem in bad taste. No, because you can feel. It's coming from a really interesting place, from a place of like anger and respect. I don't know. It's like preserving a legacy almost. Yeah. It's such a. Yeah, it's hard to actually like think about in properly. I don't know. Give it a listen. It's really good. Mm. Um, it's definitely one, um, one of the best hip hop albums. I've heard. 
like other other really good ones that I would recommend um, because the internet is really good, which we talked about in passing when Solly came on. Yeah, he he mentioned about because because the internet is a basically a huge project, in that there's loads of other stuff around it as well, and it's yeah. really detailed and interesting. Um, and also to pimp a, but- a butterfly by Kendrick, um, which came out in 2015, has All Right on it, which is a really good song. That's a really good album because it because ha- it's all of these albums are somewhat thematic. Mm. So I I, f- I find rap is most interesting when you actually have something to say about it. That's mainly why I'm not that big a fan of Eminem because I don't really feel like he he has he is saying anything that is interesting necessarily. Yeah, that's fair enough. Maybe, maybe I'm just not listening enough. I mean, he's got the Slim Shady alter ego, but as a sort of gimmick, isn't it? I don't know if it's a gimmick, but I think it's a lot for a lot of rappers. It's an exaggeration. Mm. But I. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on Eminem. No, okay. Well, I do. I haven't listened to much hip hop, so it wouldn't be bad. But I've, I've written some of them down, so I may dip in and out of them. Because cool. what I've realised at uni, I do listen to a lot more music when I'm sort of revising or reading or anything. I just have something on in the background, which is always nice. So yeah, I'll give it a listen. Lovely stuff. Well, that's that. That was that done for quite a long time. Yeah, well, I, good. I had a lot to say about that one. As yeah, you did. You surprised me. That cause. Yeah. <laughs> I just sort of stopped after three bits going, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. Like, no, I could happily talk about um, hip-hop and that for a long time. It's mm. really, I don't know. It's really cool. Um, what is your book, then? Um, my book is um, Treasure Island. Oh. Or not. Um, released in 1881. Well, they say it was released. It was with Robert Louis Stevenson, as we know. He published them in, he serialised them, didn't he? So he published a chapter in a paper every other week. In so the Dickensian way. Yeah. Which is the same time period. You know, like Conan Doyle as well. Yes. Yeah, precisely. All, all of his stories would be published in the paper. Which would be nice, wouldn't it? It's cool. It's if really they, cool. If they still did that from like a good author's who serialised some of their stuff. I mean, it, it does add a dimension to it, doesn't it? Mm. It's such an interesting way of telling a story. Yeah. It's so cool. It's, so, it's why some of Dickens and, you know, Stevenson and Conan Doyle is like, really stands out. Yeah. Because I've heard this from a couple of other writers, like, treating every chapter like its own short story. Yeah. So you really have to grab someone's attention in that chapter. And keep them interested. And also the old Dickens thing of his sentences are so long because he had a word count. Yeah. <laughs> so he could say something in 10 words. Or he could say it in about 40. Yeah. So he'd said it in say, said it in 40 because he needed to spin the story out. Because the more stories... The, more, the longer the story goes on for, the more money you get. Yeah. You get and obviously... Thing, don't you? And obviously you need to leave it on a cliffhanger as well, yeah. meaning that at the end of each chapter you will 
they have to make you want to read on. And and this is it's, it's not a format that's unknown to us, but it's not known to us in that form. It's, it's TV, isn't it, essentially? Yeah, you know, like Line of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I haven't seen it, but I know what you mean. Yeah, like it's it's a really well written in terms of just leaving you on a cliff. Yeah. You go, oh, right, I'll watch the next one. Oh, I can't. I'm really annoyed. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do, go on then, Tre- Treasure Island. Yeah, I'd love it if, yeah, I would love it if authors still produced um, stuff in that way because it's really interesting and that'd be great. Um, but yeah, so it started in the children, it was in a children's magazine, it started in sort of 1881. And what I like about these old children's books is that they're not dumbed down at all. Do you know what I mean? What are you laughing at? Sorry, I just figured it out. Did you? I figured out like the, um, you know, What's the phrase? Race car, you know, is one of them. Palindrome. Uh, yeah, palindrome. They're all the the year the years are all palindromes. Isn't that fun? That's really cool. So yes, my link is they're all um, palindromic dates, um, and they all relate in some way or another to Treasure Island. I love it. Thank you. I actually really like that link. I was very proud. It was so convenient. Um, Sorry, I, I interrupted you whilst you were talking. Uh, do you want to talk about Treasure Island for a bit? I actually didn't have that much to say because I haven't... I mean, I've read serials, I suppose. You, is that what you call them? If you've read... But, yeah. Yeah, I've read serials of them, but I haven't read the whole thing in one in one go. But yeah, it's, it's good because like with the sort of Victorian language, it's very overly embellished, like Dickens and Conan Doyle. It's, it's well-spoken and that's nice to get in a children's book. It's not dumbed down at all. But now we've got that out of the way, let's just sit for a bit and just sort of... Oh, I like... No, you're right. That's the best link you've done. Thank you. And do you I, know don't know just... if, I don't know if it's the best link we've ever had, but it's definitely your best link. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you, you got it. That made me happy as well. Yeah. I, I didn't know. That's why I told you. To, did you jot down the dates when I was when I was no. through them? I, ju- I just flipped through the Rolodex of my mind. Like, 2002, 1991, 18, 1881. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was satisfying. Yeah, I like that. Good. Right, do you want to carry on to the to the next book? Yes, your book that was released posthumously. Um, yeah, do you have any guesses? Gosh, I mean, I know that the Brontes died young and probably one of them was released posthumously. I'm not sure okay. which one. Um, other than that, Famous authors who died before their stuff was released. No, no, you have to tell me. Um, it's quite. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's fairly recent. It's it's fifteen years old. It came out in two thousand and five. It's um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I did not know that was released posthumously. Who's that by? Is that Gillian... Steve Larson? Steve Larson. Okay. Published in August two thousand and five, and he passed away or died. I don't know how suddenly he died. Mm. Um, he died in November of 2004. But I thought there were other instalments to that franchise. Yeah, there are. Um, Do they have it's... no particular order? They were just sort of a group rather than... See, I can't um, remember. I'm going to look it up now. Um, I only know because you've got I the girl in think... the spider's web as well, don't you? And another one that I can't remember. The name of? Yeah, 
so it follows um it's the first book of the millennium series apparently so there are more but yeah the girl who played with fire the girl who kicked the hornet's nest the girl uh the girl in the web is uh, written by someone else maybe they were written oh, by okay the it's a girl who way? takes the night right okay sorry i'm just gonna go through it there's a trillogy um the millennium trilogy is the girl with the dragon tattoo, the girl who kicked the hornet's nest, and the girl who played with fire. Mm. They're, they're by Stieg Larsson. And then there's three other ones that are written by someone else. Okay. Uh, David Legerkrantz. Interesting. And that was it published in 2015. So were all three of the original books released after his death then yeah because he died in 2004 and um sorry this is just a me being on the internet looking stuff up <laughs> girl with the dragon tattoo came out in 2005 it was followed by girl who played with fire in 2006 and followed by the girl who kicked the haunt zest which came out in 2007 oh. so, so i don't know they're all found I mean, knocking around maybe i don't know yeah, because um, he did. He he was a journalist for many years. It was basically a story that he had originally planned a series of. Te- this is na- now me on Wikipedia. See, yeah. this is this is how crap my link is. I literally know nothing about it. Um, planned a series of ten books and completed two and most of a third when he began looking for publishers. At the time of his death in two thousand and four, only three had been completed. And although accepted for publication, none had yet been printed. Ah, very interesting. They were published posthumously as the Millennium Series. Lovely. Well, not lovely, awful, but... It's very very sad, but it's interesting. That is bloody interesting, yeah. I'm assuming you've you've seen the film and and like the film, because you're quite the Fincher fan. You haven't seen the film? No, I really want to go and see the film. Oh, mate, the film is very good. good. What's that, Tom? Tom piping up from the background again. Tom says he's seen it. Tom, any thoughts? I really liked it. Tom really liked it. Tom really liked it. There you go. It is good. And I like Daniel Craig a lot. So it is a, it's a win-win. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that film is really good. Um, David Fincher, fun fact about that film, CGI'd all the blood in all the scenes. So meticulous like that. He didn't use any... He used CGI and apparently it took an absolute age. Really? Yeah, there's a scene where um, Daniel Craig's washing the blood off himself in the shower, and that is all CGI'd, all the drips, and, and there's sort of it's. I don't know why why David Finch is like this, but he is, and it looks good. Such so a fun. particular vision. <laughs> I know. And I, I don't only... know whether to respect it or whether to tell the man to calm the fuck down. Well, an- another thing I only learnt this a couple of days ago. You know the smashing laptop scene in the Social Network. Yeah. That took eighteen laptops. 18. <laughs> yeah. God. Imagine working for the man. Fucking hell. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But it is a good film. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, I probably will do. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether or not I want to check out the book. Because the story is really heavy. Yeah. It's like pro- properly heavy. And I go, oh no. I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I want to actually go that deep into it. Mm, that's fair. It feels like it's going to be p- properly unpleasant to do. I don't know if I want to put myself through that. Yeah. 
Sorry, just I, I don't know why this came to my mind. We were speaking of um of films that come from books and um Victorian era. Have you seen um David Copperfield on Prime yet? No. It's on there. Still haven't seen it. I yeah, I I've got so much to watch. I've got I get so much work to do time. as well. <laughs> I've actually got to do things now, Seth. It's bad. It's such, it's such a crisis when the things that we're passionate about aren't our subjects of choice. I know. The fact that I have to bloody sit around and work out annuities instead of watching films. I know. But, I mean, if I just sat around and watched films, I wouldn't get a job. <laughs> need a job. Not, not now, obviously, but I will need a job. And it's probably a better idea to learn about annuities than watch films if, if you want to get a job. Yeah, spread your eggs, definitely. Yeah. Eggs, not legs. Eggs. Spread your eggs. Yeah, we've definitely got to the point where we're just going to lower the tone, aren't we? Yeah. For some reason, I had the imagery of uh, fish jizzing all over the fish eggs, you know, because the fish... You know, like fish, how they reproduce, they spread their eggs over the bottom of the sea, and then some fish comes along and spunks on all of them. Right. That's Uh just what came into my mind with the phrase, spread your eggs. Right, that's, that's lovely. Thank you, Seth. Do you reckon that's where the phrase from don't put all your eggs in one basket goes? Comes from? No, the phrase don't put your eggs all in one basket comes from the fact that if you drop the basket, all of your eggs are broken. Yeah. Same with fish. If you drop the fish, it's what dead. If you just seminate and all the eggs with one dad and the dad is, is sort of, he's got a disability, maybe something, a, a, a dodgy gene, then all your eggs are going to be dodgy um whereas if you get multiple fathers to your children then you're spreading your eggs and hopefully they won't all be um disabled i feel like you finishing that sentence (laughs) the look on your face is like oh no what have i done yeah i'm so disappointed in myself sorry yeah i didn't mean that it's unfortunate to have disabled children obviously that's not what i meant but you've got Do you want to stop talking? Yeah. I think it might I, be a good idea. I need to learn how to dig myself out of holes better. Because I'm good at getting myself into them. And if I was able to get myself out of them easily, then it wouldn't be such a problem. Yeah, but that's why they're holes. Because they're hard to get out of. There must be a way. There must be a method that you can follow step by step how to sort of go back. No, and you just said. stop. And you say, I apologise. Right. I think I have misspoke. I, I have misspoken it's somewhat. All right. I'm going to stop talking now. I apologise. I have um, misspoken and I did not mean to cause offence or imply that disabled children were less desirable than um, non disabled children. That was not my intention. Yeah. Isn't it differently abled? Is it now? Because disabled implies, like, the word is an implication of being lesser. Like you, you are, you're, dis, you're unable, disabled to do things. But I don't know. I don't. I think I've heard that. I might be making. I've, it out. I've heard differently able. So maybe that. Maybe there is a change coming from the terminology you so. Yeah, I think the change might have already come, or we just weren't paying attention. Yeah, I wouldn't say dis is. Um, it's just negative. If you say disengaged or or disassembled or disapproved. Oh, disapproved is yeah. Disappointed. 
Okay, maybe it does have negative connotations then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll go for different. Yeah, I was not implying that, but there we go. Learn something new as well. Well, like, hey, we've done really well today. We have. Should we publish a dictionary of like stuff? A publish a dictionary of stuff. Of stuff that um that's become outdated and that shouldn't be used. So then, or there should be one so that we can um. Yeah, it's called a dictionary. Yeah, but no, of like stuff that we shouldn't say and 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 like what that term has now become if you're trying to say it or whether not to use it at all. Well, I mean, like, I guess don't say well, like don't say coloured. Yeah, it's I like, mean, you know, black or a person of colour. I suppose they're the unspoken rules in a way, aren't they? I mean, but, but would it be weird? Would it be insensitive to iterate them in in some way to to sort of write it down? I don't know. Um, probably not. I'm thinking of the sort of older generation more than us because yeah, but they're not going to read it, are they? No, it's just just a little handbook. Because the, the English you're language... You're just, you're just pandering to ignorance. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they need to be more proactive in, in not yeah, being just rude. Learn. Yes, possibly. Not hard. Yeah, that's a better yeah. way to do it. There we go. We've solved oh, well. it. thought I had an idea for the next project then, but no. All, all of the racists should just learn that it's that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, there you go. And on that, that's a that's a lovely note to leave the final episode on. We'll be we'll be doing a, another thing at some point, we reckon. Yes. So, and we will do that. And you yeah. might listen or you might not. But you know. Thank you for listening to the end. Thank you very much. It has been a good one today, if I do say so myself. You know, I, well, I, I'm happy with it. I'm we've done all right. We have we've had some lovely discussions about lots of things. Lovely discussions about lots of things. I'm in such a vague way today. I just can't. It's it's nearly midday. I've been yeah. up six o'clock this morning. I'm kind of done now. You're sort of ready to go back to bed, I'd imagine. No, not go back to bed. I just don't really want to do anything anymore. I'll tell you what you want to do this afternoon. What's that? Watch Treasure Planet. <sighs> Ooh. Maybe. I might be having... It's entirely possible that I will be having a Monty Python night tonight. Fair enough. I still need to watch um that one that I haven't seen, Life of Brian. Life of Brian's really good. Yeah, well, I might do I that. Don't think it's, I don't think it's as good as the other one. Holy um, Grail? Yeah. I think the Holy Grail is funnier, but narratively way worse. But yeah. I think Life of Brian is really funny and actually works as a film a lot better you just prefer Penny Grail I think I just I think because because it's Monty Python I'm I think I'm more inclined to judge it based on how funny I think it is instead yeah. of how good it is and I fair enough for me I think Holy Grail is funnier so I like yeah. it more that's fair right well yes thank you very much if you listen to this one um and for the last time on this podcast for a while, it is Jay. We'd like to take it away. Well, it's a goodbye from me. And it is a very fond, loving, soppy kiss of a goodbye from me.